0: everybody and welcome to the Tesla Life number 218. Here we are, the first of September 2021. Where has the time gone? Well, we've got our regular panel as we do almost every week with us. Uh Mr. Casey Green joins us from the DC area, just finishing up his dinner. How are you today, <laughs> sir?
1: I'm doing all right. Uh they released another software update on me, so I had to stop the one I was working on and I've filmed this one. And so tonight, I plan to get the footage off the camera, and then start laying it out, and then hopefully there's another software update before I get it out. So
0: you realize <laughs> we'll that what... they they watch you through cameras, right? And they know <laughs> exactly <laughs> where you are in the in putting that video together. And said, "Time to release a new one." He's about to he's about to release those complaints <laughs> to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Send the update yes shut him up (laughs) also with us mr patrick connor joins us from the west coast how are you today sir
2: i'm good i'm envious of all these software updates as an ap1 vehicle i get like every fourth one (laughs) so christmas is
0: way less frequent around here in ap1 (laughs) land (laughs) absolutely but uh you still get some which is a big plus over other cars right
2: that's true, and I heard that there is uh, a famous video game developer who also has an old vehicle like me, and is working with Tesla to uh, make it a little more snappy. So uh, I look forward to these updates, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: that reminds me of my, uh, when you said that, reminds me of my Chevy Volt, uh, the 2012 one, where they added in the power display, where it showed you where all the power was going, and the car knew, because if you turned on the air conditioner, the range would drop. Mm-hmm. If you turned it back off, it would go up, and if you turn the radio the wrong way, it would do something else and so <laughs> I totally get from 2011 to 2012 where they added the external uh, door sensors okay you need new hardware for that okay so you need a new right. car. but for add that little screen on what they call the dick the survivor information uh, cluster uh, they added one more card to the software and it's like all right here here's $200 update my software no no we don't do that get a whole <laughs> new car so it's $40,000 for the one new card uh, thankfully that car was like partially lemon so I got a 2013 just to get the little <laughs> Tesla's yeah. added features on both of my cars, like right, right after they got their money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Tesla doesn't do things the we other car companies do. And that's why they're worthy of an awesome show like this. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, let's get to the news. We got a ton of it as regular, uh, first story we're going to touch upon is of course, the new Tesla mobile app has appeared. And, uh, It has rolled out to Apple owners. Uh, Android uh, apparently has not been rolled out as of this uh, taping uh, of this live show. Um, I think, um, actually, I know a friend of the show, High Mileage Rob, he was able to grab the Android version and sideload it into his Android phone. Um, I didn't know if there were any problems with it. Um, he had indicated it was working uh, when he did the sideload. Uh, but uh, I was able to update mine after about a day. Uh, I have an Apple phone and uh, was able to download and uh, take a look at it, play with it a little bit. Um, integration with Siri was uh, interesting for me. That was that was new. And another uh, piece uh, that they fixed, which was really kind of nice, is that when you give it a siri command for example the uh the phone if it hasn't been logged in to the app it'll log in in the background oh, nice! Hmm. and then send you the update so you don't have to log into the the application and have it running on your phone before you give it a siri command which uh certainly would have been the case previously but uh that has now changed as well so that's kind of a a cool update and of course the the ui looks completely different <laughs> um, a lot more minimal, minimalistic. Uh, seems to be a lot more, I guess, uh, it seems more black to me. Like there, mm-hmm. it's, it's very uh, black intensive. Uh, whereas the other app uh, would have some buttons and things that would be white or larger pieces of, of the white color over the black. But it's now gone to basically a black background uh, with the buttons just being the letters of the button's name. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot of that, uh, has changed definitely the look uh, and feel of the app, uh, but, um, play with it a little bit and it's, uh, you know, it it's good. I don't, uh, don't have any complaints. Um, have you guys uh, seen it all? I'm, yeah. I'm not sure Patrick, yeah. uh, uh, if you have a Apple or Android phone, I wasn't even sure.
1: So it finally works on iPad. I mean, not that it didn't work on iPad before, but it was that stupid 2X where it was like, it doesn't work because it doesn't fit because it was made in 2007. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now it, it doesn't quite do full screen, but it's more aware that it's got more room to work with. And so it looks decent on the iPad. Like, uh, it doesn't have that old keyboard and it, it's, it's nice. The reason I didn't sideload it on my Android uh, for several reasons, uh, I didn't want anything... To happen to the car or somebody else with my use of the app i didn't want to also expose myself to anything with with the with the app because i didn't know why they pulled it so quickly um but i did see i don't know if this is the software i'm on or if this is them getting the system ready but when i went to do my smart summon tests today it um it didn't work quite the way i expected it to like even if, even if sometimes when, when like for some reason it's it's asleep, even though it's in in the Smart Summon ready, like where you have to manually classic summon it forward or back for a minute and then switch back to Smart Summon. Like I didn't get the come to me anywhere on the front page, like at all for it first, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not in there on on the new one. On The new one you have to go to Summon, and then um, so then I did go in and then I went into Smart Summon and I called it to me, and then come to me Summon happened back on the front page again. But it doesn't have huh. the, the radar circle view anymore. It's just gone. So it's like they were already ready to for this old version of the Android one to be gone. But something made them take it back. And then um, I, this one is probably the update to the car. When I um, smart summoned it to me, it, it's, it's still coming right at me like it was on the last one. But now it presents the passenger door, which isn't quite useful for this driver calling it up. And... Um, This one is definitely the software, but they removed the um, tick marks on the gauge for the power, so it doesn't tell you 100 kilowatts, 75 kilowatts, 50 kilowatts, 400, or whatever your maximum is. In my case, it's 450 because it's a uh, a P100D. Now it's just an arc, so it's like a curved version of that thing that you have in the Model 3, but it's green and an orange instead of black and green, which I I complained about in a a private group.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, I don't have the app yet, uh, the update, Uh, but the Android version already had one of the cool new features that I guess is rolling out with this, and that is go off grid.
1: Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, so uh, with the power walls on the side of the house, if uh, like right now I've been uh, running on battery for about an hour, I could just click go off grid, and um, the solar would run the house and refill the batteries if there's enough of it. So... uh, which is weird, because right now, um, like I said, we go off-grid. Uh, well, not technically off-grid. We, go, we, we run on batteries every day, um, weekdays from 3 to 8, because that is the peak time here. And so instead of paying peak rates, I use the battery. But there's just this weird thing where when it's using the battery, it's just sending all the solar to the grid. And um, I'm, I'm not sure why they do it that way, I, I probably because I have it in cost savings mode and it thinks I'm getting something from that, but I'm really only getting that metering. So it, it, there's no reason to do that. Um, and it does have other modes. I could have it in balanced mode or um, uh, what's the, the other um, one where you're uh, self-reliant or self-sustaining or whatever, where uh, it minimizes grid use. Self-powered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self-powered. Yeah, I could have it in that mode but uh it does some other weird stuff in that mode that that i didn't like um running the battery at uh, mid-peak made no sense to me um anyway so so i have it in this cost savings mode so what i could do instead now if it's uh keep it this way but then like it now you know uh after i've been running on the battery for an hour just go off grid and then i'll keep all that solar and it'll recharge the battery and if the battery gets full i could go back to letting it feed the grid so anyway, yeah, that's a cool new feature I haven't played with yet. That uh, uh, I I'm going to start messing with soon.
0: So there previous to previous to this, what would you have to do to go off grid?
2: Uh, go flip the breaker <laughs> switch outside.
1: <laughs> and then there's no recourse with that. If you if you manually flipped it off off grid and then you run out of power while you're asleep, then you lose power. Whereas with this button, it'll just go back on grid, oh. assuming that there's power. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. The um, our some of our friends in the southern hemisphere have pointed out that uh, the battery bacon. Uh, so you'll have your battery snowflake still, but the uh, battery heating is now uh, three bacon lines next to the uh, the mileage and the battery icon
0: in the app. Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then Derek it's, was uh, first in chat today. Of course, today.
0: seasons uh, seasons are different in the southern hemisphere than they are up here. Absolutely. So they were seeing the snowflake in winter. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. With snowflake in summer and and hot in uh, winter, so
1: either that or somebody yeah. in the northern hemisphere has got a good car-sized uh, cooler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: does the snowflake mean it's cold or that it's cooling? No. <laughs> so the snowflake means that the uh,
1: the the battery capacity has been reduced because some of the yes. uh, charge has been locked out. I, I know Patrick knows that, but for those of you that are new to Tesla, that's that's what that is. <laughs>
0: Very good. Well, on to our second story. And apparently what gets stuck in Vegas stays in Vegas. And uh has a story about that.
2: That's right. Yes. So uh somebody in Vegas wanted to charge up their Tesla and uh Oh well, these uh, barriers that are in the way, I can just go around those because obviously the charging station is over here, right? And oh, well, here's a <laughs> here's a down ramp. I should go this way, right? Oh, I'm in a boring tunnel. I'm sure the chargers are on the other side of this, right? <laughs> so yeah, somebody took their Tesla, supposedly looking for charging stations, and ended up in the boring tunnel. So um, the it, from the report, they are they were when they. Were approached. They were very cooperative, and and so I don't think this was somebody just joyriding. But uh, uh, Mark and I were wondering if it was Casey because Casey wants to know when he's going to get to drive in a boring tunnel. Uh-
1: <laughs> it wasn't me. So when I when I read about this and and then I heard the excuse, I immediately thought of Wrong Way Corrigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe they
2: maybe Tesla needs to, or the boring company, needs to upgrade a few of those barriers to make it a little more difficult. <laughs> to, they say to they
1: handle. have. They said they've adjusted their protocol and everything. Uh, and for those of you guys who don't know, um, Wrong Way Corrigan is, uh, is Douglas Corrigan. He took off from New York and was headed to California and ended up in Dublin instead. Uh, Dublin, <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd always wanted to go. And, 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 and it just see, you know, everybody, everybody asked him for the rest of his life. All oh, right. So what's the real story? And, and he stuck to it. Like, no know, I, I, I ended up the wrong way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was looking, I was looking for charging. Yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently these, uh, the surface stations, uh, at the boring tu- tunnel in Las Vegas, there's two of them. Um, yes. apparently they're, they're, they block access through concrete barriers and gates. And I guess I was some of the I concrete was barriers up. were either a little bit too far apart uh, or uh, a gate was up. Uh, they didn't indicate what uh, the problem or, you know, what, what actually caused it. But I found it funny that this person, if it's legit, they're looking around, they see a whole bunch of Teslas going yeah. down a ramp. And they're going, well, that's where the charging is, obviously. <laughs> right. I'm just going to the parade. <laughs> well, I mean, in Atlantic Station in Atlanta, they're,
1: they're underground. <laughs> so so uh, I, I wonder yeah. if it was, like, up and they followed, uh, like, a driver in. Like, they had, like, a shift change or a charging situation, and they just followed uh, a boring loop driver in. And then, like, what are you doing in here?
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it would have made it uh, tougher to spot, uh, you know, a a trespasser, if they had an S, or I'm sorry, uh, an X, a uh, three, or a Y, because of right. course that's right. what what's what they use there. Um, Especially I believe there white. are there are stickers <laughs> on the uh, boring tunnel cars. They do. Have hey, that stickers. one's missing
1: the stickers.
0: What happened? But, uh, yeah, it's like I didn't get my sticker yet. That's sorry. not Cindy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe they need some more uh, less subtle graphics, <laughs> more prominent.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, another another note on the boring company or boring uh, tunnel Las Vegas is they indicated they were adding another three cars to the mix. I guess going up from sixty-seven to seventy, and they indicated that full self-driving was coming to the tunnels soon. Yes, so, uh, that,
2: that makes a lot of sense to me. That um, that's a controlled environment. And that should be the first place they roll out full self-driving. In, in fact, I'll, I'll make a prediction that we won't see it on city streets until at least two years after it's active in the boring tunnel.
1: Oh, you mean non, non-beta?
2: Right, yes.
1: Okay because if it's two years before the before I get to push that stupid button and it's been in the tunnels I'm gonna be' I'm gonna be upset <laughs>
2: right yes yes' we'll we'll, we'll all have it uh, in in beta form soon I hope three weeks right three weeks left is that three, three weeks years? left because Elon Elon
1: Elon defined two weeks and two days but didn't say two weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> right exactly so uh yeah so if you're in Vegas and uh, you need a charge you know where to go <laughs> not, not the boring loop. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is the,
2: what is the name of the big wheel? There isn't it the loop? Or, uh, yeah, that
0: uh,
1: uh, that, that they got the key card underneath uh, with the code on your screen.
0: But the, they I call They call the wheel the high roller.
2: The hi- oh yes yes oh, wow. yes yeah go for the high roller, not the loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both circular, sort of. But <laughs>
1: they have a circular name in both of them. <laughs>
2: right. Yes. So uh, can I segue this one, Mark? Absolutely, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, speaking of the tunnels, um, on this show, as we said, Casey has been uh, wondering about when other vehicles will be allowed down in there. And I said, never, the, the, the boring company is using that for transportation. And then I started thinking about it and wondering, so we know that Tesla's working on the Tesla network, their ride hail system. And they um, have talked about maybe doing some early release of that. Well, if, as I just said, I think that uh, full self-driving will work in the tunnels first, why couldn't they have a ride hail system that allowed for human drivers on the city streets? And then the cool thing that they'd be able to do is drop down into the tunnels to get around traffic and then pop out on the other side of town and then allow the human driver to take over again. and knowing how tesla they love to cross promote stuff and so we have seen that when they take the astronauts out for spacex that's in a model x um and that spacex launched uh, a roadster and here in the boring tunnel they're using teslas so there's a lot of cross promotion so why couldn't the ride hailing tesla network that's you know coming soon use the boring tunnels in the cities that, that allow it that have it and um especially if you're going to the airport. Well, okay, yeah. I I can, Yeah, (laughs) or or any major attraction in a city or just getting across town where there's so much traffic because it's always rush hour nowadays. There's just so many people. And uh, so if you could avoid all that by slipping into a tunnel and popping out where you need to be and then have a human driver finish that for you for door-to-door service, that would be incredible. So that's my latest story on carswithdoors.net. About how Casey was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, so that's a distinct possibility, Patrick. I, I certainly agree with the cross-promotion thing. They'd love to do it. And uh, that would be, you know, extra mileage for both companies. So uh, mm-hmm. absolutely makes sense. And, of course, if if we're correct about, the, about uh, uh, full self-driving uh, first going into tunnels, uh, the car recognizing where it is, and what it's uh, about to enter into could switch automatically to tunnel mode, uh, FSD, and away it goes. And then pops out the other side and relinquishes uh, driving control to the driver. It makes complete sense. Yeah. Yep. Next story. Oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Um, those of you who own a 3 or a Y, um, you know that you got a little key card with your car. Um, actually, two of them uh, came mm-hmm. in a packet when you purchased the car. And uh, those keys, those auxiliary keys, are uh, in case maybe your phone doesn't work, or maybe your your phone's out of power, or whatever. You have the, or you've given the car to uh, a friend or a family member to use. So uh, they can. They, that's right. Uh, they can use the key. I'd never give my car to a valet. No. <laughs> Not gonna happen. But anyways, that's just me. Uh, with me too. The, with the uh, card, uh, you're required to swipe it on the B pillar to unlock the door. And then uh, you were required to place the card on the console near the armrest uh, where you wanted to drive the car. And uh, actually, I believe I've got a a photo of that.
2: While you're pulling that up, another option is right here. You can get a ring that has the RFID built into it and then just tap.
0: So as you get uh, the instructions, the key card is to be laid right here by the cup holder, between the cup holder and the armrest. With the new update uh, that just recently went out, uh, this step is no longer required. So all you need to do is uh, flag uh, that the uh, to open the, co- the car door with the B pillar. And then at that point, uh, you can drive away. You don't have to uh, lay it there anymore.
1: Within three minutes. If you take longer than three minutes, you need to use the center console again. Or get back out of the car, use the <laughs> key card on the door twice, and then get back in. Yeah. <laughs> twice, because once you use it the one time, it locks instead of unlocking.
2: <laughs> right, because you just got out of your car. Of course you were not yes.
0: <laughs> <locked. laughs> So that was an update uh, that just hit uh, this week. So um, kind of interesting. Definitely. Looking to save time wherever they can and redundancy, uh, which is great. Uh, getting feedback uh, from consumers, I'm sure.
2: And Speaking some of f- locking the car, so um, this has happened to me once before, and I talked about it on the show. After getting an update, the um, uh, lock on walkaway feature turned off. And so there was like a, a, a week or so where I was just walking away and not locking my car <laughs> because I, I'm just so used to it, right? I mean, I set the setting and it, it works. Well, it yeah. happened again. Uh, oh, no. And yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I forgot something in the car, and I went out, and uh, um, as I'm approaching, I noticed the mirrors are out, and I'm like, "We didn't and blink, did nothing. Everything. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, crap, this turned off again. So uh, after an update, maybe maybe it's just my vehicle that has this problem, but it's worth double-checking.
1: Thankfully for me, they only just diddle around with my radio. I'd I be I'd be much more upset if they left me unsecured. <laughs> yeah, I've been lucky that
0: nothing's happened with it, so it's it's. it's not I should so I should check that, Patrick, because you know yeah. after after it started to lock itself the day I bought it, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever looked back. Uh, right. Uh, I always listen back.
1: for the. I turned on the toot, so if I don't hear it toot behind me, then then I'm looking back and checking.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, sometimes yeah, I do that notice that, that that the mirrors fold in. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen that happen a few times when I've been slow to leave the scene yeah. but uh, for all I know the car could be unlocked uh, so uh, that's another reason to use a pin to drive everybody if yep. <laughs> you don't <know it> already <laughs> uh, And uh, Derek uh, has just made a comment that of course the uh, having the pin to drive is required as well with the key card to drive away without the console so right uh, I, that's something that uh, was not mentioned.
1: Thank you, Derek. So that, that, that's, a, that's a good life hack right there to turn on the uh, honk and lock feature. Yeah. That way, you don't have to turn around to look. If you hear it, your car beep, then you know that hey, it worked. Um, but so, so
0: that wouldn't work in Southern California because there's every third car is a Tesla. So. Right, right. But, but unless,
1: unless 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 <laughs> you saw another Tesla owner get out right behind you and in, in near the area that you parked that you're walking away from, like assuming that you've got stereo hearing, then. <laughs> You're fine. Um, so, so that was another thing to pay attention to is is that uh, so it's not just me but also Patrick they 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 change settings sometimes during the updates. So for the last two updates before this one, they turned on all the radios and and set my dynamic radio from high to standard, uh, and I, I specifically disabled the, the terrestrial radio and the XM radio because one I'm not paying for XM and terrestrial radio is terrible here, so I don't I don't use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. Next, Casey's got a story about a different battery pack for the same car. What's going yes. on there? So a few weeks ago,
1: we talked about how Tesla was putting the prismatic cells in the Tesla China cars uh, for the SR+. Plus, and they were going to take up the full battery tray as if it was a Model 3 long range, but it would only give you the range of a SR+. Plus. And they were prismatic, which is is, is unique. Uh, because Tesla's, all of the, Tesla's other cells are cylindrical. And uh, somebody was tweeting around with Elon, and Elon mentioned that that uh, we're going to get that same battery pack here in the U.S. for the SR Pluses. And, in fact, somebody else found out that they're already in inventory for if you order an inventory SR Plus car. Uh, that's the standard Range Plus. And the way you can tell the difference right now is that the, lit, the um, lithium iron pack has a... 10 miles shorter range than the nickel manganese pack. Mm -hmm. But, Elon pointed out that it really is effectively no difference because on the lithium iron, they prefer to be charged to 100% and stay there, while the nickel manganese will degrade rapidly if you let it sit at 100%. So, they want to stay at 90%. So, they even out in in day-to-day usage. You you do get a little bit, like I said, 10 more miles of range on on the nickel uh, on long trips, but uh, you, you want to minimize that unless it's an emergency. So effectively, it's the same thing. They're also more heat resistant. And there's debate about whether they actually supercharge faster as well.
0: Yeah, so that's a, that's a change, I guess. Uh, and Tesla's even sent out some letters to people that are waiting for the SR Plus to uh, indicate if you would have interest in jumping the line a little bit and would like the, uh, uh, the other battery pack. Uh, there is an opportunity to get your car earlier in some cases, yep. so and- uh, that's another plus for some people that are, have been waiting for the car and know that the wait time is, you know, getting substantial.
1: Yes, and, and it is confirmed that uh, that these are being shipped from Cattle to Tesla Fremont, so these are these are the Chinese batteries.
2: Oh, but they're not Chinese-made uh, vehicles. Being no, shipped. no, these they're are just
1: those. Chinese packs. They're still Fremont cars.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, an interesting change, and of course, uh, there's all sorts of speculation that of uh, that, of course, Tesla's been battery constrained, as we've yeah. mentioned several times on this show, uh, and uh, as time moves along, you know, if if it the uptake is good on these cars this may become something that allows them to ship more cars. If they can get mm-hmm. these battery packs from another supplier and use the typical ones that they would use in other cars as well, uh, then that's going to allow them to produce and uh, distribute more cars. So yep. uh, I'm not other- sure how how the market will handle it. I'm not sure uh, because, of course, um, people are, you know, they don't really know. Uh, some of them don't know the difference in the first place. Yeah. Uh, some of them uh, are, are aware of it and are dead set against it. And there are others that are saying, hey, if I can get my car quicker, I'm all that. Better. part. part. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be something that uh, we'll have to see uh, what uh, the customer demands.
2: Yeah. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense for them to have two SR plus flavors. So I think one, right. one of them is going to live and one will die.
1: Guaranteed. Um, so Elon did say to all the battery manufacturers of the world, "Is if you can, you know, supply them in bulk at a reasonable price, and then meet their minimum standards, he'll buy them from you." And apparently, it doesn't even matter as long as they have a hard casing on them. I don't, I don't know that we'll see any pouch Teslas anytime soon, based on the way that he was commenting on the uh, Chevy Bolt fires. Uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't poking poking their eyes either. He was just saying that pouch cells are harder to engineer correctly because they they move. <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm curious now uh, at battery day they showed us the the iron cells but it appeared they were going to put them in, in the 4680 cans so do you think that once the 4680 can manufacturing is ready do, we'll see our iron cells switch to that and, and these prismatics will s- stick in China or or do you think these are going to be the new iron cells and the cans will just be nickel
0: well and we do have nickel. another we do have another story coming up in the 4680s but I ah, I, I think I think you are correct I think I think that can will become standard, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more as we get into the show. Absolutely. Cool. Next, Casey's got another story. Speaking of some smoldering fires, uh, what's this about (laughs) the Dallas fire that happened a while ago?
1: Oh, I've got some news to share with you guys. So, um, uh, weird there, uh, Giving me a, a notice about sh- sharing my screen as if I haven't been doing this for the last six months. <laughs> All right, so here we go. It might maybe that they, they did do a lot of updates over the week. Uh, so our, uh, the folks at Dallas Texas TV uh, they had a news posting and a tweet which has since been deleted, and our friends at Drive Tesla Canada managed to screenshot it, and uh, so they said this massive fire that everybody saw in Dallas earlier was caused by a Tesla basically exploding. And um, then there was a video, which is now gone. Uh, and, and you can see that there was a fire in the garage, and it was in front of a, of a Model Y. There was no apparent explosion. And then our friend uh, Green the Only managed to find several bits of evidence. Here is the car for sale at auction. Uh, looks very exploded, doesn't it? I mean, it's in one piece. <laughs> And and the front is, is is kind of burnt out, as if it was burned externally, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Green also managed to get a hold of the uh, USB drive, and and here's the video from said fire. Uh, obviously, we see the fire come from the house into the car. It, it doesn't it doesn't uh, go from the car to the house. <laughs> <laughs> right yes
2: the house burned down the tesla not the tesla burned down the house There's exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the order matters
1: <laughs> it does and then uh he got another angle from the side repeater camera of the owner escaping the car i don't know if she uh tried to move it with it plugged in which they don't do or mm-hmm. if she just saw the fire and just beat feet out of there but uh i i personally probably would have tried to save my car <laughs> <laughs> given, yeah, given that in, there was time
0: in the heat of the moment, she forgot about being plugged in, and that the that's car will not move with it being plugged in.
1: Right, and then at this point, you gotta save yourself because it's it's just a thing; it will be replaced. Exactly. So she escapes.
2: Yeah, that's that's the smart,
0: thing. the wise thing. Yes, exactly.
1: and so on the exploded car, here's the the very intact uh, USB drive from the glove box. <laughs> uh, Green found that, and then he found the battery pack super exploded. I mean. Because after stuff explodes, <laughs> it goes back into one piece with no singeing, no nothing.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It looks, the, the, but the closest it's we see that
1: this thing day. was on fire is, is is the connectors in the front where the front was melted. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's what we keep saying that you know you gotta you gotta watch your news sources and and, and mm-hmm. this is just another case of the fud and lazy journalism. Um, know what I you know what I found, you you know what I found even
0: more disappointing than the lazy journalism? Yeah, was that when this was actually published and shown to be correct with the video evidence and the photographic yeah. evidence, you would think that Dallas TV uh, would would turn Update. around and publish a a rebuttal, a, a yeah. change, retraction. a correction mm-hmm. uh, retraction. Um, but instead all they did was delete their original tweet.
1: The tweet and the article, I think. Like that's
0: see, that is disappointing. Like that, that's not even that,
1: journalism at that point. That they
0: like, just tried to cover their tracks, right. After all these months, uh, leaving that false story out in the in the public domain, and all they do is delete the tweet and story. Like, so you see, they could have got cool. so
1: much extra clicks and views, and, and they could have even not blamed themselves. They could have said, hey, you know, we, we took the owner at their word about this being explody, and obviously clearly it's not. We made a mistake. Here's the retraction. Blah, blah, blah. Tesla fire. And they could have got another uh, smattering of hits. But instead, yeah. they took yeah. the coward's way out and just deleted everything, which doesn't correct it. And, and all it does – I mean, it does stop the, the spread of false information, but now, because there's no correction – Anybody who can't find it, it's just say, well, it was out there. I remember in Texas in May, there was a car that was exploding. Right.
0: So if, you, if you're on Twitter out there, send Dallas TV your, uh, your rebuttal to their Twitter <laughs> account since uh, they published it everywhere. Go ahead. Let them know what you think as well. Uh, right. And since you're on Twitter at that point, if you haven't already, please follow us here at the Tesla Life at the Tesla Life and uh, join uh, the crew as we uh, put a number of articles uh, out all throughout the week and stay up to date on Tesla news that way as well. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, Our next story is a bit of a rumor, but it's an interesting rumor. So we thought we would uh, cover it. Patrick, what's this rumor about?
2: Oh, right. So uh, yeah, this is something that we shared on our Facebook page. And um, in New Mexico, Tesla has been having problems with the state, allowing them to have stores and selling vehicles in the state. So uh, the rumor is that they have a workaround and that they have put their store on an Indian reservation. Nice. That, yeah. So um, the uh, the details of the location are not uh, right here, but I actually had those in the uh, stuff that we shared in our uh, social media streams. And... Um, because so, uh, of course,
0: because because of course, the state has no regulation on an Indian reserve as opposed to state-owned land, so uh, the same right. rules don't apply. Is that correct? Yes.
2: Yeah, so that's why you find casinos often on reservations, even though they might have state laws that uh, don't allow gambling in the state. Blue laws, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So these, um, yeah. So these, this area, they're covered by federal law, not not state law. So that is um, the, uh, the way that Tesla is getting around these restrictions in the state is by not having it under the state's jurisdiction.
0: Interesting. So uh, I guess uh, we will see if this rumor comes true. Um, actually, if, if anyone is in New Mexico and knows of the location, um, which is published uh, on our Facebook page, you could, I guess, go take a look and see if uh, that is happening. It, it certainly wouldn't, they wouldn't be hiding it, uh, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if uh, if we're gonna have a new opening uh, in another state uh, that currently does not allow, uh, I guess, drug sales uh, on uh, state land. North Carolina.
2: Yeah, and if this works here, maybe it'll be something they do in other places.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, another uh, interesting story that came up this week is that uh, and the the title was basically uh, Tesla may be able to sell you energy in Texas before they can sell you a car Uh, (laughs) because because Tesla has applied to become an energy supplier in Texas. Uh, They've submitted the paperwork. Uh, It has not been approved or disapproved at this point. Uh, but uh, it's now under investigation, I guess, by the state legislature. So uh, they've um, uh, they've applied to, to do this. Uh, they've also updated. Uh, remember we were telling you about that uh, large battery uh, installation that was going in uh, near Houston and was being installed by, a, I guess it was a third-party contractor that, who was contracted to Tesla But no one knew it was Tesla initially until all the Tesla boxes started to show up. Uh, And then uh, people were trying to shoo people away from the site to try to keep it under wraps. But, of course, once uh, the word Tesla has been released, uh, the drones just come in and it doesn't matter. You can't stop. But uh, they also indicated that they were going to be putting in a second battery installation uh, in Texas as well. And uh, this, of course, coupled... Uh, with the auto bidder uh, that has been successful uh, in uh, other markets uh, across the seas, uh, Australia being one, uh, Great Britain, Germany being afraid of it, Germany, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, something that probably is going to apply for their plans for Texas. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, that will be the first uh, in the United States that uh, Tesla has applied uh, to be this energy supplier exciting definitely exactly
1: so the question then is does um ERCOT aside, there's two things there does does ERCOT and their competitors do they have or not competitors their colleagues do they have <laughs> a, a, a lobbying advantage over the legislature there and even if they do does that black eye from this winter make it so that they aren't as powerful as they could have been
0: yeah, I, I got to believe that the black eye isn't going to help them. Uh, if if they're indicating that we don't need any more competition in our state, um, I think that uh, I think it's going to be tougher to argue that uh, that they've kind of fell flat on their face uh, during this past winter. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see. I'm not sure how long the deliberation goes on, but I'm sure we'll be apprised uh, uh, when a decision has been made. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Okay. Next, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 4680s, which we made reference to earlier in the show. Um, this story uh, from Teslarati uh, has indicated that Tesla is now lining up additional battery suppliers that will be able to supply 4680s for them. Now we know that the 4680s uh, that were being made in Fremont, uh, we've heard stories of uh, you know, 70 to 80% um, uh, on, on top of the, the particular uh, batteries are, are having a success rate of, uh, but we've also known that they haven't started to supply them in any cars at this point yet. So ahead of them even getting that formula nailed down through their own uh, test factory, Uh, Tesla is out making deals with other battery suppliers to bring them on board so that once the formula is correct and once everything's nailed down as to how these batteries are made, they will be able to, I guess, introduce volume into the production by bringing other battery manufacturers to the table with their abilities to supply uh, the same 4680 cans uh, with uh, the formula that works uh, that Tesla has been working on now for uh, uh over a year. So uh good uh good planning that they're they're playing the long game here. They know that they're going to get the formula straightened out. It's it's not it's it hasn't been straightened out as quickly as they wanted it to be with the 4680s uh, but they know they're going to do it. They know that the company has bet on this and as that formula gets locked down they'll be able to bring in volume to the picture with all these other manufacturers helping them out uh by supplying that same formula so uh excellent strategy here um getting these people lined up and ready to go and then uh then all tesla will have to do is of course uh checked check that the uh, formula is as it is and uh they'll be able to push the stuff out in volume and uh then the the car uh, production spike uh, will go to a completely new level.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and and in addition to these new suppliers that we're hearing about in China now, we still have the rumors of the existing suppliers of Panasonic, Samsung, and LG all having experimented with the 46, 4680 cans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the bonus for the LG side is that these are rigid and not pouch cells. And hopefully Tesla has a uh, better... Uh, QA process about them than GM and Hyundai did uh, because this will be important for them. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And that's where, that's where I think that uh, as Casey mentioned earlier in the show that uh, I think the 4680 is going to be pretty well locked down because I think Tesla uh, has decided that this is the way the company is going to go on. So I I don't think others are going to be supplying uh, these uh, these batteries and pouches in the future. Uh, once the formulas have been locked down, I think everyone else is going to be able to, going to be required to toe the line, and that would also mean supplying them in 4680 can form.
2: Right, but look how long they kept the 18650 around. Right, and it's still it's- around.
1: the The platt is using 18650s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. So um, I think they they have support for these other form factors and they are desperate for batteries. So they're not going to say, no, we won't take your batteries until you get them into 4680. They will take whatever they can get as long yeah, as it's viable.
0: But, right. but once, once it does get dialed in and they are getting the volume that they require, I think those other form factors will be the first to go.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's like, hey, I noticed that you have uh, output from three lines for a year. Uh, it's a shame they're in a pouch. If you couldn't roll them up and stick them in a hard can, we, we might be interested in buying them all at this price. But uh, we, we, we might consider buying them in a pouch for this much lower price than you're selling them for with your new customers.
2: <laughs> right. There's so many different chemistries. We just talked about uh, iron versus nickel batteries. And, and now then and they've also got all these different cans that can put them in or prismatic cells. That's just a lot of uh, to to keep track of. And it also... Yeah limits their ability to mix and match when they need to, when they have a surplus in one area to shift it over to another. And so I think you're right, Mark, that if the goal is to get to this uniformity, I just don't think that it's a short path to get there.
1: Oh, no, not short. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Yeah.
0: I would agree. Next, since we're in the throes of summer, we thought we'd go to a frozen lake and talk a little <laughs> bit about a story that happened uh, last winter patrick yeah that. that's right An update yeah. like this is this is what you do when you're when your story
1: has new new data you don't delete it you you update it so you get more clicks <laughs>
0: yeah
2: right yes I think it was um, November of 2019 when we first talked about mm-hmm. this a mysterious model X turned up to be uh, crispy to be scorched <laughs> yeah yeah melted uh, <laughs> out on a frozen lake in Vermont. And it was uh, just like, okay, w- w- how did this get here? What happened? Uh, and there I was a lot of wild... I a
0: photo that I can share here.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so there was a lot of wild speculation about, was this some type of insurance fraud? Or did they have That's a what we all suspected was or... insurance fraud. It, yeah, but but it was all just, you know, we, we didn't have the facts. So now here we right. are, uh, 18, 19 months later, and, uh, well, we have some more data. And... Um, This is, um, so let's just get down to some facts here. Someone named Michael A. Gonzalez has been arrested and um, he's accused of five counts of car theft. And the way he was doing this is quite interesting. He was putting down his deposit and ordering things from Tesla and then taking possession of the vehicle before allegedly before his bank transfer had cleared. And so this was um, a loophole that Tesla had in their system that he was able to find an exploit and it was you know all in the means of getting people their vehicles faster. But then he would flip these vehicles as soon as he could. He would he would sell them to dealerships. He would sell them through online ads. And apparently this last one he couldn't get rid of fast enough. And so took it out on the lake and set it on fire to to file an insurance claim. And well, um, insurance agents, they don't like to pay claims. And so they're going to investigate things. (laughs) And um, maybe a little more than somebody at a used car dealership might, just maybe, I'm saying. (laughs) And uh, so uh, you got away with things four times, so you're going to push it to do a fifth. Well, this, this is not the first time this person has had a run in with the law. This this article here uh that we're uh, looking at on uh Seven Days V T, Seven Days Vermont, uh says that he has the nickname Pizza Man because in twenty eighteen <laughs> he <is> was <laughs> arrested after he confused a uniform cop with a pizza delivery driver. <laughs> uh so He might yes, as well just look up for a stripper. <laughs> 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 Stripper Graham, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's the update on this incredible story. This is quite the tale.
1: And,
0: yeah, and,
2: so- and
1: even even more incredible on this was he did, he didn't get away with it with Tesla every time. At one point, whoever his contact was figured it out and didn't let him buy another car. So then he flipped it to somebody else's name and address, and he got a, he got away with it one more time before. Uh, he got busted.
0: Amazing! Yeah. Amazing that uh, that someone would do this multiple times and believe that they could just keep doing it. Like right, you got know, like, You, like, you got to realize that you know Tesla is losing you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, and you think that they would look at it and go, yeah, "We're going to have to change this so this doesn't happen anymore." But this guy right. doesn't clue into it. He just keeps tri- flipping them or keep trying to flip them uh, mm-hmm. multiple times. And uh, when he fails with the insurance company, he even tries it one more time. And uh, yes. of course uh, that uh, was his undoing. Yeah, you do it, it too many times. You're bound to get caught. It's just just a matter of time. So what was interesting on this was, you know, he was losing
1: 20 grand in each flip. Uh, I would have thought he would have, when I first came into the article, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of clever that he's playing the float. He's getting the car. Flipping it and then giving the money back to Tesla and then using the profit to buy a new one. No, 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 no. He wasn't doing that at all. He was losing money on every flip. <laughs> <laughs> Not a smooth criminal. <laughs> no. <totally> opposite. <laughs> oh,
0: what a what a mess! What a mess! Uh,
1: you should read the article because there's something about like he'd stored a vehicle once and then when he got out of jail, he went to go pick up the vehicle and then that's when they caught him. It's like, but they didn't just turn on the GPS in the car. I mean.
0: Yeah, now, mine was tracked the
1: whole whole train ride.
0: I, I like I like what he said to the insurance company. How the car caught on fire. He was going out ice fishing. Yeah. He got out of the car, <laughs> walked away, and he heard a hiss. So he turned around and looked back, and the car was completely engulfed in flames. <laughs> the,
1: the agents might be like, "Fires on hiss right they,
0: away." Yeah, they, 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 you know the agents or the, the insurance companies go, "Well, you're going to have to come in and sign an affidavit, and we're mm. going to go through a proper investigation with you." And, and, uh, he, and we
1: course, want the proof of ownership documents. And he, didn't and he have, of course decided yeah.
0: that he couldn't do that. Uh, so he didn't show.
1: Right. Yeah, and the reason they asked for the document, or the reason he didn't have the documents, because that's when his Tesla guy had, had caught on that this guy isn't gonna pay. So he didn't turn over the ownership documents this time. Whereas all the previous three times he had. So 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 that's yeah. probably why the dealerships were taking it. And that's probably why he was unable to unload this car because there were no Documents proving that he actually owned this car, unlike all the others.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, one one other topic, which we'll leave the frozen lake behind, and we'll head down south to Florida, where it's hot and steamy today. And uh, this, of course, is about a story that we've talked about the past two weeks. This is the uh, Florida-Fort Lauderdale tunnel uh, that we were talking about. The Boring Company, of course, had submitted a... Uh, request, uh, not a request, a proposal uh, for a twin tunnel system to go from downtown Fort Lauderdale over to the beach. Uh, I believe it was about uh, 1.6 miles, I believe. So a little bit over two kilometers each way. Uh, And of course, when uh, the city of Fort Lauderdale receives an unsolicited bid uh, or proposal, they are required by law to open it up for 45 days for other companies to produce counter proposals. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, on the Tesla Life had said, we don't think they're going to get a counter proposal for a twin tunnel system in Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) And boy, were we correct. They got nothing. So now uh, the Boring Company is able to proceed uh, with the city and provide more detail, uh, get into some exploration uh, phase where they could see for example, what type of earth is under the ground along the route, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, obstacles they could see coming up, and to get into the details uh, with the city about other things, about the uh, installation of an actual tunnel, about costs, about how the tunnel would be paid for, all these things, uh, the details uh, will start to come out uh, within this uh, exploration phase that they're now able to enter because no one else uh, Countered a, a bit I like so, one of
1: the uh, comments was, uh, "Where did all those better alternatives go?" It was in sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> everybody who thinks trains are so cool, underground uh, subways, what?
1: And somebody else asked about. Um, they said, well, "Why would the why would there be two bidirectional tunnels?" And, uh, and they they thought, "Why wouldn't there just be two unidirectional tunnels?" And somebody else pointed out to them that uh, it's a beach. So you're going to have all your traffic in the morning and the evening coming to and from the beach. And then during the day, you can set it one in each direction. Uh, but, but at night and, and in the morning, you probably want all the traffic to go in one direction. For maybe breaks in, in, the, in the secondary tunnel to let the stragglers come back the opposite direction. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be really interesting. I, I can't wait to start seeing the details on this. Um, and going through uh, some of those uh, finer points about what uh, can be expected. Uh, and, of course, this is uh, the Boring Company's second kick at the can. We know about those other projects that are still kind of hanging out there, but not a lot of information has come in since the initial project was given. And the one that keeps coming to my mind is the uh, the one for the Ontario-California Airport. Um, that one's really been really put on ice. There's not a lot, pardon the pun, but, uh, it's, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of waiting with that. Uh, we know it's not dead, but it's not moving either. So, uh, we'll have to see how this, uh, Fort Lauderdale one, uh, starts to move as well. Uh, and of course, there's a ton of open questions here about, uh, how the tunnel is going to be paid for. And, of course, the citizens of Fort Lauderdale are going to be really concerned uh, with that. Even though this option is much cheaper than a regular tunnel, uh, it will have to be seen as to uh, what uh, the Boring Company can come up with uh, for options.
1: I tagged our, our skeptics on the other show, and neither of them responded to this. <laughs>
0: are you kidding? <laughs> I didn't even respond. <laughs>
1: I figured I'd get some sort of snarky skepticism, but I didn't even get that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, uh, if you have interest in the, uh, the the more snarky side of things, uh, you can join us uh, every week on What Drives Us. Uh, so, free plug for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting new project, and uh, I'm going to be very curious to see. How fast or how slow uh, this uh, this project goes, and of well, course it's, it's it's not a foregone conclusion that's going to be accepted, uh, yeah. but uh, the the details uh, will be forthcoming.
1: It's it's a lot closer to drive for me than, than Vegas. <laughs> I might I might have to go around some barriers.
0: Casey <laughs> is going to make one of those stories. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. And he'll be smart enough to put like some white stickers on the car. It right. like car 26 or something.
1: Car 26 boring. <laughs> Why is that black car so shiny?
0: <laughs> oh, man. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, if you haven't already and are this far into our video, please give us a thumbs up at this point. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, need your help. Please subscribe. It helps the channel out. The thumbs up helps us. It sounds weird, but it does help us. Every time you watch a video, giving us a thumbs up or subscribing for the first time helps us out immensely. And we thank you for doing so. With that, uh, Casey, what's going on on your channel? What do you got coming for us this week? So
1: We've got our Sunday chats, as, as usual. But on top of that, I'm going to try to get this video out before the software update that follows it comes out. And then after that, i got to go back and put in um, the ones that we missed. Then there's a piece I've done that I need to edit on what it's like living with level one charging. Mm. And uh, then there are a couple of accessories I wanted to show as well. So we've got some fun stuff coming up on the channel. If you go to youtube.com slash Casey Green, K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-N, you'll see them there as they are ready.
0: Very good. Definitely follow Casey on his YouTube channel. Patrick, what do you got cooking uh, besides the article you mentioned today on the CarsWithCore.net?
2: For the whole first year that I had the Model X, um, I just used Level 1. And uh, it it, it more than covered my commute, which made it great. Uh, So (laughs) it it is possible. Although uh, I have to admit having Level 2 is uh, much uh, nicer much nicer. Yeah. yeah so, you, so for
1: all, all all the Model 3 owners they're like, "Oh, what are you complaining about? It's 6 miles an hour." No, 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 no. On a Model X it's 3 miles an hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And and, so, and an 80
1: amp charger will get you 40 miles an hour. <laughs>
2: Big difference. Yes. yes. Big, big difference. Yeah, so as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at O-E-V-A, and I blog at Cars with Cords. And um, what am I blogging about? Our whole adventure for going towards a future free from fossil fuels.
0: Boom. <laughs> Fantastic. Patrick works that into the narrative every week, and we appreciate it. Uh, We that one week
1: that you took it from him, and one week you forgot. (laughs) Yeah, right in the
0: middle of it, (laughs) I just snatched victory from him. Without even remembering, without even knowing, I did it. But uh, we'd like, like it feels like this needs to be said. (laughs) (laughs) We like to thank Lee Moon for the music he supplies us with every week, and with that, we will see you next week and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Absolutely,
1: yes, Derek. Three miles an hour on Model X super nice i forgot to turn off the stuff
0: (laughs) yep can't hear it thanks everyone for joining
1: absolutely
2: stay positive test negative yeah there it is
0: thanks lee